You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We're broadcasting our first international show today, uh, live from Mumbai, India. Our special guests today are our friends from Mumbai, Bish and Chab. And uh, right now we're going to get right into the mix with Chab and then do a group interview towards the top of the hour. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Chab for the past hour, and uh, now we're going to interview Chab and Bish, who will be playing the second half of the show, and you're actually hearing uh, music from their mixes while we talk. And uh, while I'm on the mic, I should announce that The Bunker has been in Mumbai for a couple days now. There was a workshop with Antennas and a lecture with myself earlier in the week. And we're doing a party uh, tomorrow night, January 19th, 15 years of the bunker at Famous Studios in Mumbai. And then we go down to Bangalore, where on January 21st, Sunday, we're doing a 15 years of the bunker party at Tao Terraces in Bangalore. So uh, yeah, we're in the studio with Bish and Chab. Thanks for taking time and joining us, guys. Thank you for having us, Ben Brian. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So to talk about your sets a little bit, you were telling me you both requested tracks from a lot of other, I guess, mostly Mumbai and Indian producers for this show. So how much of what you played was actually those tracks that you collected? Oh, I just had two tracks, actually. Um, I had two drone tracks by this guy called Shantam Khanna, uh-huh. and he's from Delhi. And he's uh, quite interesting because he's been kind of exploring with his uh, equipment and he's been trying to make a lot of experimental and drone. And I think it's taken him like six years to come out with it. So it's quite interesting to see where it's come from what I heard first. So yeah, I got a couple tracks too, but uh, I think I played only one and I forgot to play my tracks. So <laughs> the guy who I played was Film. He just played the boiler room that happened where this boiler room happened? Uh, in Delhi. In Delhi, yeah. So, yeah, this was film. Uh, Sanil Sadan, go check him out. I had a few other tracks by a few other friends, but unfortunately I couldn't play it. Hopefully I could do it in the next show, when we do the next show, probably yeah. in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and whoever's listening, please send us your tracks. We're going to start a label soon. It's called Elephant Audio. It's Shab and I. Yeah, it's going to be so, cool. We're encouraging all the acid house, techno, everything, experimental, drony techno, ambient techno. So yeah, send it across through us, add us on Facebook, email it. Are you specifically looking for uh, Indian-based producers for the record label? or I would prefer that because it's been really hard to find music that we want to play because um, India is new to techno. So whoever's feeding them whatever they're feeding is what they're listening and they think that's techno. And there's only maybe one or two promoters that are doing the left field side of the things. So the best way would be to, yeah, send it across to us so we can share, you know, what we are doing. And we are playing all over. I played with you in um, Bunker in New York. Yeah, yeah. You, probably you played at Good Room in New York and you also played with, uh, I think it wasn't a proper Bunker night, but you played with Derek Pleslico. Yeah, yeah, at Trezor, yeah. So, I mean, if we have the tracks, which we're always looking for, so I don't need to go to Beatport, I don't need to go to Bandcamp, I don't need to look for labels. And there's a lot of talent in India, man. It's just that I think it's going to take some time, but we will take over soon. So what's the what's the problem with music getting out in India, that everybody's making music and it's not really getting out? Is it just a lack of uh, outlets for people who live here? or what's Yeah, I think yeah so. surely. Yeah, I think there's, there's not enough labels, right? That's not the enough. problem. I think they're also too um, set in their comfort zone. And to step out of the comfort zone which they've created over the past few years is difficult. And probably they think, oh, you know, it's a change that I may not like, but probably it is the future. So you should probably look into it. And yeah, we like we're always encouraging playing different music. But it's an exploration. I think in time it's gonna come. Like the way the yeah. techno has I feel like more electronic producers come from a live background. 
and there's a lot less DJs and there's this like debate that we all have that if you're a DJ you have to be a producer. So I feel like slowly people are getting into production and also I think it's because you can't get gear really easily and it's really expensive. So it kind of takes time. Yeah. Do you have the same problem with, uh, I know you guys both play vinyl and digital. Is it uh, difficult or impossible yeah. to get vinyl in India? Where are you, where are you getting your records? Uh, impossible. Impossible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's no record stores no, here. No, there's no record store. We've been looking for a space that we could open a record store in. But I don't think the finances work out yet because there it's, isn't. I mean, it's yeah. hard. Record it's, store is a tough business in New York, Berlin, London, Tokyo. So to do it somewhere where there's not a huge vinyl population. Exactly. Seems. Yeah. I mean, we're f I'm finding hybrids. This is my dream. I think I patiently have been working on this like two years, and we're finding different ways. Like maybe find a small garage. Maybe find a store that would be really tiny and people can just have racks. Or then if you have a friend who has a store already, you can yeah, kind you of can tie up with them. rent a little space and just put like six, seven racks and keep like refreshing them. Are people using Discogs in India? No, it's I don't think expensive. we've gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah. well, that, I mean, that might be an in if you just have a good way to import records. No, I mean, could order them and the shipping would be... Although I know from my own experience trying to send you <laughs> and Iggy records that even getting records through the postage system yeah. in India is... Do you guys have trouble with that? Ordering records from Europe or no, wherever? After this happened to us, like after you sent me the records and we didn't get it, I don't know what's happened, but I think there's been some change. All the um, online websites that sell records, all their shipping costs have dropped. So it used to be like 30 to 40 bucks. Now it's 10 bucks or 12 bucks and I get the records in a day. Yeah, that's quite quick yeah, now. I huh? get it in a day and that's great. Mm. Wow. I mean, yeah. But the problem is we get the records and then there's um, no turntables. Oh, right. So <laughs> that's this is a tough one. This is yeah. a challenge as a DJ playing in India. I mean, we were talking just earlier in the studio how you were saying it's a challenge to even get CDJs yeah. in the club here. Because there's no culture, right? It's we didn't have techno, we didn't have 4x4 where a beat needed to be matched. So what happened is there was just a mixer and there was two tracks playing and it's just a fade in, fade out. And that's commercial music for you and we come from commercial and Bollywood music. Yeah. Um, it's been, what, I think 10-12 years now that people have been pushing house and techno. But I don't think it's been as consistent as it's now. No, but I feel like also now they yeah, rely on us. Exactly. Like, Before they didn't rely on us. Now they need us. Like a lot of the clubs call us to have parties. That's yeah, why it's yeah. so much more often. Because now I feel like since we started, the culture has changed. When I started, I remember I played my first gig maybe 12 years ago. I had to literally get people in yeah. and say, come, listen to me. And now we don't even have to try. The clubs call us. So there's right. definitely a progression and there's definitely like the youth and exposure is helping it with yeah. the internet i mean so you're doing you're doing more parties and playing out with increasing than you were say i don't know a few years ago oh for sure oh yeah, yeah for sure. sure so we were doing the entire thing where we did one party a month like how you had it earlier and then we moved into doing parties very often and that's the phase we are in right now but the thing is we need to do it pretty often because now is the hot period people are very interested in house techno everything um, everything electronic, let's put it that way. So, um, I guess this is the best period to showcase whatever we want. Um, our minds, our music, and I think that's the good time for every artist who's out there. And if they aren't doing it, I think they're losing out. Because in India, um, phases pass really fast. And this is a phase. And the old house and techno, I mean the whole melodic etc. techno that is now commercial. 
is slowly fading out and people are slowly moving into all of this that we do Right. Uh, and so they're looking at, uh, towards you to educate exactly. them yeah, on yeah, what's yeah. cool. Also, the nightlife in India has been quite. I think like the nightlife in India has always been serious. I remember growing up to go and going to clubs that were open till 7 a.m. and people in Bombay really like to party. Yeah. So now with the increase of like subculture, it just becomes a little more interesting, right? We're also getting the 24/7 rule soon. I don't know when, but it's been in place since a while. So hopefully, we could be open all night long. Yeah, because this has been a huge challenge. This is my second time in India, and I know we had a lot of problems last time with all the when. When do the venues legally have to close? One o'clock. Yeah, one ten, one fifteen. Like people need to be out of the club by one twenty-five, unless you're a five-star hotel, something like Dubai, where you can be open till three to four o'clock. That's if you're a five-star. If you're a bar, you got to close one one fifteen latest. Mm. So that's a serious challenge. What do you do to get around this, or because it's you just keep doing. You it, just keep I doing think. it, yeah, and you just you, keep playing good music, and yeah. people keep showing up, and and if come, it shuts, it shuts. It shuts you know? yeah. Like you can't do much about it. But it's kind of, from what I can tell, it's kind of unpredictable, right? Sometimes you can go late. Sometimes, I mean, it seems like the cops show up frequently. That's oh, yeah. why it's a challenge, right? I feel that's why it's a real challenge, is because you don't really have a regulation that's set up, and it's kind of uh, it depends on the night, depends on the patrol, depends on who, what kind of policeman's in town and taking rounds. Yeah, but the night it works out, it's one to remember for sure. Yeah, because right. everyone's waiting for that night, right? Like so when you just it? get you get lucky, and then you can go yeah. till six, seven in the morning. Yeah. And we, we have a serious dance floor. I feel like they hope for that. You know? Yeah, everyone hopes for that. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want a party to go on to yeah. six? Right. What kind of a techno party is one a.m.? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, ironically, we have this problem a lot in the United States as well. Um, a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with our liquor laws. But most okay. most cities in the U.S. outside of well, New York, we can go until four. Serving alcohol and sometimes the parties go till six or seven unless you're doing something totally illegal. But most cities in the U.S. where we do the bunker parties outside of New York, it's like two o'clock. What? Two o'clock they wow. have to stop serving. But yeah, so it's yeah, not it's that. not just a a problem in India. This is mm. a lot of countries even have this problem. It's very free in Europe, so everybody loves that culture. But outside of there, it's very difficult to have events that go late. I remember I used to live in Boston and it used to be two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, two Boston's two o'clock. Yeah. Whenever we play in Boston, it starts at ten and it ends at two. And it's quite clear they never keep it open later. Yeah. No, boom, they can't. If you think about it, even uh, Canada and Australia has this two o'clock or twelve o'clock oh, rule, it? right? Two or three or something. Yeah, is that it? you don't get booze after two o'clock. You can be in the party, but there's no alcohol. Oh yeah, that's Australia actually. Yeah, I've that's heard that. Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Canada. Mm. So is it a big drinking culture here in India? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they drink us. They drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, we drink a lot, yeah. Um, let me see what else I wanted to ask you. I was just curious what made you reach out to me. We did the bunker for the first time last year in India, and I was kind of surprised by the in- email. I actually even thought it might be a joke <laughs> at first. This email asking me to come play in India. So how how did you hear about the bunker, and what made you want to do it here in India? So uh, I remember I started a property at uh, Bonobo called uh, Techno Stew. And I kind of started it just for experimental techno, and post that I guess the digging, and I think it was Donato Dozzi, and uh, I was searching for music that was Donato Dozzi, and I found the bunker, and that's through the I, label. Yeah, and then I just jumped into the label, 
and uh, post that, I guess Bish and me just like dwelled into Bunker, yeah, like, all the sounds into it. We were really like, well, what's this? What's this? But we were really scared because of the way we sell uh, properties to nightclubs. They don't really want something that they're not familiar with, right? Yeah, but that's right. just human nature, right? They're just scared of what they don't know. Yeah, they so, want yeah. the sherbet where they can sell tables for seven thousand dollars <laughs> at, at the Playboy, at the Playboy Club. <laughs> yes, the very first bunker gig in India was at the Playboy Club. <laughs> shut down, shut down very early by. Said and I police. was crying. I was crying in my head because in my in my head I wanted that party to be in a proper warehouse. Yeah, but Brian was happy. Yeah, he, he was came cool. out of his flight. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can go sleep. Want to come to the after party? No, no, <laughs> not tonight. Um, so, Bish, you also run a booking agency aside from yes, the that's parties, right. right? So, is that just for India, and what which artist are you working with? So, yeah, we had a big booking agency, and of late we've kind of filtered it out. So, right now we have Chab, there's Linston, we've signed a new artist called Manali. Uh, she plays a lot of minimal house. I was telling you about her yesterday. Right. Uh, there's Tasneem from Bangalore. Uh, there's two kid wicked from Bangalore. You'll actually love their sound. They're going to be playing right before Antonez in Bangalore for the Tao gig. Okay. And Kasai from Pune. So all of them have their own um, sound, or you know, they each work in a way where it works out in different venues, different people, and it works out for me very well because everyone does their own thing and it's very separate from each other. So there's a lot of different music and different artists to promote and to put out. But not all of it is what we do, right? Because, like I said again, we don't come from house and techno. We've developed house and techno for ourselves. So there is a lot of people who are obviously still not doing um, this sound, but they're doing very well in what they're doing. Yeah. So what is the big sound in India for electronic um, dance music? Is it still? I mean, I always think of psytrance when I think of India oh, yeah. and Goa. Yeah, yeah, surely. It's still huge. Surely. Because I mean, when I was in Goa last year, as I was telling you guys, we heard. The sound of a Goa trance rave. <laughs> I think it was the same party going for four, days, five right? days yeah. straight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just never stopped. But I think you were there also in peak season. Like Feb is when it's almost ending, so they're going way harder. It was than like they the would end. Do. I think yeah. it was the very end, like the last weekend of the peak season. But another thing I just want to share here is personally because of my when I grew up to Goa and that sound and that essence of the darkness and the depth. When I heard the bunker, that was the first thing that I thought of. I was like, we have to bring the bunker sound to Goa because it's so close to the to the environment and the trees and the foresty it's yeah. and the white spaces. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. deep. And it is meant to be psychedel psychedelic music, just completely different kind than Goa trance, but yeah. Cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question as to what music is mostly known away or played is, I would say, um, life and death and innovations and... Mesoplex. Mesoplex. I think it's so like anywhere same in the same world. as everywhere. Yeah, the big stuff is yeah. the big stuff. It's the same. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously your EDM, etc. But the main chunk of the techno community is doing that stuff all your yeah. life and there. Like tomorrow's Dixon. So yeah, yeah. Um, and Chab, you started your set off with a lot of like really spacey, ambient, more experimental sounds. Yeah. It sounded really great. I was curious if you have an outlet for that kind of music here in India, if you have a place you can play it or a radio show or where, or is that just more like personal listening stuff? It's funny because there's quite a few guys making it, which is really funny. And there's no outlets or spaces and I'm kind of... I've been trying to start a space in Goa, which happens twice a month, 
on the beach in the evening for sunset. So you can kind of open up uh, an avenue for producers who make noise-based or abstract-based ambient to have a place to perform and kind of start a culture. Yeah. And I kind of, I really feel that it, it's it's possible and it's going to become a big culture because we come from down tempo, we have a lot of engineers, uh, we have a lot of guys messing around with modular gear and, and noise and sound, so I have a feeling that they just need an outlet for them to play it, and there's no club that's really giving them a slot for it. They might give them a Tuesday night, but that's not... I don't know why no one does it, but it's not economical for the club or... Yeah, it's a tough... Mm. I mean, we have, again, same challenges in the States where there's some people hammering away and doing that kind of music, and there's so many people making it and so many releases, but there's very few outlets, unfortunately, for it in a live setting, really. Um, and you mentioned Goa, and when we were talking earlier, maybe you want to speak a little bit to the challenges of living in Mumbai, because I think it's something that people worldwide can also relate to, and you were talking about possibly moving to Goa and setting up camp somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's firstly, we have space constraints, right? In moment, there's no space, it's really expensive. And I feel being an uh, experimental artist, unless you have a second job, it's going to be really hard for you to sustain your lifestyle as oh, a yeah. basic lifestyle, like just rent. Oh yeah, very people, very few people in the US are even doing that. Most people making more experimental music, it's their, their hobby, their passion, not their... Yeah, you, it's going to be hard to live off it. Yeah. So I feel like Goa is a good... And I, also now I feel all the younger professionals are kind of uh, moving to Goa. Uh, there were a lot of professionals for, who work in art from Delhi and Bombay, who I know from the music scene and the art scene, are kind of moving there just because it's a nicer ecosystem. So I kind of feel like it is the future because a lot of younger people from the metros are going to move there and then they'll build their own structure and it'll have some sort of... Uh, uh, organization of some kind, you know? Right. Yeah, but even Goa is having the timing issues and licensing issues. It's almost the same as Bombay, maybe worse. Parties are shutting at 9.30-10. That's kind of ridiculous for Goa because people, people do go there to party. Exactly. But then people yeah. do also go there for a quiet vacation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, Goa is opening up as in the types of people and also uh, the way people are getting into business is a little more conservative, which is kind of good for it because before it was way more open-ended and there wasn't much licensing involved. And I feel now it's a little more uh, structured, you could say. Um, curious what you guys are bringing a lot of artists through India now. I'm curious who else you've brought recently that you're excited about or things if you have things upcoming that you can talk about that you want to talk about. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. um, we have Barak next month. So we've actually been really looking forward to it. He plays Minimal House. I don't know if most people know him. It's Momento Records. Um, Romanian Minimal House. Whoever's into Romanian Minimal House would know him. And I think in the past few months, we've done a bit of everything and it's a bit experimental. Even the techno, we did Rebecca on a Sunday, which is really hard. And right. on a Sunday in an open air venue. <laughs> and, it, and it worked out well. And man. she was like 145. Yeah, and it oh, worked wow. out really well. It worked out really well. And the reason being, it's again, you know, people can relate all of that to Psy music. Yeah, you know, it has the depth. It has the depth of Psy. It's just a bit slowed down. Maybe, okay, if that's at 160, this is at 140. But it's still techno. And it's white noise techno, like all the droney techno, all of it. And people were loving it on a Sunday. We didn't expect that. And it was absolutely out of nowhere. 
Um, and so how has the response from the artists been that you're trying to bring to India? Are you finding that you're mostly getting to book the artists you want to book or? Uh, yeah, mostly now. I think we're taking risks. You can no, say. I mean, since like we said, right, like the, it's now the time of left field music. Like that's becoming the main thing in India. It's people are moving. So it is difficult because there is competition. So probably you'd get an email tomorrow saying, hey, you know, Bunker did well. Can you come to India? And it's, yeah, it's it's just how it is. Yeah, these are, I mean, that's a challenge of promoters. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing, right? I, I don't like that music, so I don't book it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a simple, it's just simple. It's as simple as that. You don't like the music, you don't book it. But as soon as people see something you're it's doing cool. that works... Not me, just anyone, I guess. That's something that's working and it's cool. I think people just want to jump onto it again. It's just normal new human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. And it's okay, it's good because it's building the scene. It's building what you and I do over here. And indirectly, yeah, in many ways, it's helping out our party tomorrow, maybe. Or, you know, next year when you come down. Because yeah, the if there are more people bringing down artists like you and I, so it just helps, right? It's bu yeah. building a structure. I mean, it seems talking to you like there's way more happening. It's only been like one calendar year since I was oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it seemed like when I was here last year, like I was almost one of the first people. And now I'm getting a lot of emails from people like, oh, they're asking me to come to India. What do you think? How was your yeah, experience yeah. there? It's picked up a lot, man. Because like I said, in India, phases pass really fast. So maybe if... Techno took 10 years to get recognition somewhere else. It would take like three or four over a year because people really love new things because they're always getting exposed to new music and uh, new culture more than anything. So when that's happening, I think things are moving really fast. Parties are working out. Next year, you may see something else, like some other kind of music. You don't know what's right. next. Well, how did you guys first get into this music? Like, what was the change? Like, oh. it seems like you're some of the first people in India that really got into it. So, what was your, like, early exposure? Um, I used to live in New York. I mean, I used to live in Boston, so I used to go to New York lots. I remember going and listening to Louis Vega, and I was around, like, 17, 16, maybe. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. And I'd heard a lot of Psytrance before that. Yeah. But that was the only form of electronic music that was kind of exposed to me, right? And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is more interesting because Psytrance has that similar bass line. Also, the older size, very much like the older techno, you could say. It didn't have, have that similar. It was more trancey, more. It had the 303. It had a lot of the acid lines in it. Uh, but yeah, it went from there. And then I remember I got into stuff like uh, Fuse, Richie yeah. Horton, like stuff, uh, the early Richie Horton, which was really cool. And then I guess it just went down to the Matthew Johnsons and the ta ta ta. And, yeah, yeah. And then I came to this. So you were discovering it mostly, like kind of got some exposure in Boston and then started searching online yeah. to find the sound. Yeah, it was somewhat similar with me too. I went to Newcastle to study about 10 years ago and I went to the Shindig parties then. So I don't know if you've heard of the Shindigs that happened in Newcastle. No. It's one of the biggest party in Newcastle. It's more tech housey. It's not the stuff that happens here or what you do. But that's where I got exposed to it. And then I come back home and I've gone for this. I think it was a commercial party because my girlfriend then wanted to go for it. But we went early to drink and there were these two live artists playing. And like how you and I are standing, they're standing again uh, opposite each other with just two decks. One guy is throwing in beats, the other guy is throwing in all the sounds. And it was a live set which went on for I think two, two and a half hours. And it was Coma. Oh, no way. Yeah, Coma. This was at Blue Frog. Yeah. And Blue Frog was Blue Frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that just amazed me man i was like what is going on what is this like i need this and after that point it was just like wow because it was something i never seen two people i don't think it happens even now like where two people just stand against each other one guy is throwing in beats the others you know finishing it off it's not happening people are still into the whole zone of hey i do live i do dj i do this but when there's a duo you don't really see them do something like that they're playing one deck another deck you know yeah and this was i think this is by far one of the best experiences still great uh well thanks a lot for joining us guys thank and, you man. Uh, we still have uh we'll be on air until the top of the hour here uh we're gonna go back into the mix with bish who will be playing the rest of the show and you're listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio
I believe that the growth in my head, this head, this one, right here, I think that it is not really a tumor, not an uncontrolled, undirected little bubbling pot of flesh, but that it is in fact a new organ, a new part of the brain. I think that massive doses of videodrome signal will ultimately create a new outgrowth of the human brain which will produce and control hallucination to the point that it will change human reality. After all, there is nothing real outside our perception of reality. Red Bull Radio.
You've been listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Bish, and we'll be doing parties here this weekend on January 19th at Famous Studios in Mumbai and January 21st at Towel Terraces in Bangalore. Uh, a couple other Bunker announcements. We've got a 15 Years of the Bunker compilation. It's a 26-track, three-plus-hour compilation. We've got pre-orders up now on our Bandcamp, which you can link to from our website with a special USB t-shirt package that's almost sold out already. So jump on that if you're interested. And coming up in New York on February 10th, we have a party at Elsewhere. It's The Bunker with Paranoid London, Jason Loveland, Mike Servito back-to-back, Derek Puzleko, Jane Fitz, Further Reductions, Abby Ekveri, Clay Wilson and Raoul, and then the following week on February 17th, we're doing The Bunker Limited with Patrick Russell doing an eight-hour set at Nowadays in Brooklyn. So thanks a lot to listening to our show here live from Mumbai. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.